Welcome back to Quid Pro Quo, the musical podcast where I subject my friends and loved ones to progressive rock music, and they in turn get to subject me to whatever they want. We have a returning guest with us. My long-term friend Stephanie is back. She has been with us twice now on this podcast and three times a charm. Both the first and the second time were nothing but good times, and I really felt like we needed her presence one more time around at the very latest. I know that she'll be back again and again and again. She's a fan favorite, so I know you'll be loving that. She got to me to listen to an artist that I actually already knew about, but never really had the chance to dive in deep. And I, in turn, got her to listen to an album that I listened to just before I start listening to Christmas music. So I feel like this is the perfect album. If you're like me, You don't want to dive right into Christmas. You want to give it a little bit of a buffer, but then once the Christmas music hits, that's all you're listening to. So that's a great album to listen to. I hope everybody enjoys that. And I, of course, need to do my usual thank yous to everybody. Uh, The first up is to Liana Olinsky for the show's graphic and, of course, for Explosive Ear Candy for their song, All Together Now, which is the soundtrack to this podcast. So that's enough of me yammering on. I'll see you guys back here at the ad break, and without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. We're back! We're back! Yay! We're back! Yay! Fan favorite, good old Stephanie. Fan favorite? Coming back. (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that we'll just assume that when you know when people are like oh my god it's gonna be stephanie this is gonna be the best episode ever yeah it's not. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's lower the bar a little bit we need to yeah, i'm just down. the friend that's more likely to agree to this shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh so this is your third time on our little podcast yeah the first time was on the first ever episode where yeah. you listen to king crimson yeah uh i listened to mariana's trench very good second episode you were on i made you listen to my favorite pink floyd album (laughs) which i loved (laughs) oh yeah you had me listen to good old uh city roller yeah lots of tweet uh lots of plaid Mm -hmm. lots and lots of plaid like one of the one of the like original boy bands Mm -hmm. i actually i enjoyed them more than i thought i was going to i'll be perfectly honest it was i found myself dancing in my chair a lot more well i feel like even though i guess if people were to like look at you and be like oh yeah he definitely likes Prague," but you also have this weird kind of kooky high energy love of things i do and- <laughs> yeah so i feel like even though the bay city rollers were not in your repertoire of music that you like mm-hmm. the fact that it had like that quirky kind of upbeat thing i think just made you be like i can enjoy this and i, I like it enjoy this. yeah and i think the thing that helped me along the way was i think i knew half the songs either yeah. in their original form or in their form so mm-hmm. that helped i think that that really does help because it's like let's say you're watching a movie or whatever and you're like oh I like that song I like it or I've I've heard it before and then the more you've either like watched the movie or even like listen to the radio you may have started hating it but the more you watch it and then if you actually like find it on an album you're like oh my god I love this song it's it's exposure therapy (laughs) it's exposure therapy Yeah. yeah yeah well like back in the day it was very common for half an album to be covers uh And I think only with the Beatles were they starting to do full-length albums that didn't have any covers on it. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Like, take Elvis, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, his, what, uh, Hound Dog? That's a cover. Blue Sway Shoes? That's a cover. Like, there's a lot of things that he sang that people are like, oh, my God, Elvis. You're like, white guy covering Black people. Yeah. Like I saw a post that was hysterical. It was just like uh, Elvis talking to the black community. Hey, can I borrow your music style? They're like, yeah, sure. As long as we get it back. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Signed the king. The king of what, Elvis? Elvis, the king of what? 
yeah oh it's like that tiny little oh it's that it's a com it's short little comic strip where it's like i made this thing and then they gave it to somebody else and like <laughs> I, I made this, this thing, thing. <laughs> yeah that's it that's literally um, what yeah like old-timey music i guess not old-timey music but like yeah. how you said it was like a lot of covers and now it's kind of weird if you get like a cover song yeah it's kind of like the th sore thumb of an album um or you not can build sore thumb. well not a sore <laughs> not a sore thumb It'd just the, be like the, i've the, heard this before <laughs> the track that sticks out right yeah or you can be like alien ant farm and build your entire career off of career? the one <laughs> their one album it's such a good it's such a good cover though. i love i legit bought the album because of that one really? track and then you probably yeah. listen to the whole album you're like what is this shit? yeah well it's all new metal and i'm like oh, oh okay well i mean smooth criminals good and all but um not worth the buy not worth the buy no so it just like it was like a subtle trap it, just, it is like, pulled you in yeah yeah i fell for it hook line and sinker so, oh my! I know, I know. I so. did, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to find out what you're listening to today, or do you want to describe what I'm listening to? Um, I can describe what you're listening to in a long, convoluted way. Ooh, or yes. Or I can just tell you, or I can just tell you the name. Okay. No, you know, so, you know, I gotta listen to the long, convoluted way. It's it's long. It just circles. Um, but I had this like artists that I love and I was like good I couldn't decide which album to pick it on so I was like maybe I'll do the second one because I'm like it has this like same overarching theme but I'm like I love it it has one of my favorite cover songs on it oh funny because but after a while I'm like oh I don't know if it's like way too melancholy and the songs just all sound the same but then I heard your episode release insulted one direction and i was like maybe i should do one direction and then i'm like then i could educate michael on all the boy bands because they said that they said the the backstreet boys were original when really if you're thinking about it it was like the new kids on the block or even earlier i'm like no that's just crazy don't be crazy and then i went to listen to the album i wanted to make you listen to but then i realized the artist had released an album that friday and i'm like oh shit should i do this new one that i strangely love and then i decided to Close to all the albums in a day and i ended up on her third one. <laughs> oh, geez that's a so that <laughs> that is a long-winded workaround yeah that ends up to the same artist different album though but okay. it's a long convoluted so to tell you the name it's paloma faith i know um, paloma her, i love paloma faith and her i've decided to do a perfect contradiction because that is technically i guess her best selling or her like her like yeah her album that was like the most I guess commercially not that you'll ever hear her in America because I've never heard her in America but I love right. her but she's like considered like one of the top selling artists in the UK yeah because I love do you want the truth or something beautiful like I can listen to that song over and over and over again yeah um, not this album <laughs> but it's not on this album is it no it's on her it's on her first album which again right. i love yeah but i feel like a lot of a lot of the songs are very i wrote this song this is what i'm gonna go with because it's my first album her second album was i feel like it was all love songs in a way like either i love you mm -hmm. um i love you but i hate you you love me like a fit familiar love or like a like a societal that's not a word <laughs> no, I kind of get it I kind of get it yeah but yeah so I felt like it was either like a happy love song a sad love song kind of and I'm like I like it but I feel like a lot of the songs would blend into each other mm -hmm. so that's why I'm gonna go with a perfect contradiction because it is as I said her most whatever word I'm looking for it's her most like popular, popular one popular okay. one or the best-selling one that she's had and it gives you a little bit of everything as opposed mm. to the second album okay but she loves apparently 
extended edition or like deluxe albums yeah i was just looking through it and it looks like there's an outsiders expanded edition which has like a whole second disc on it yeah that's the only one that's on spotify so you can actually you know which ones to skip because the second disc is all just like live music yeah i'm gonna stop or you can listen to it all you can listen to it all um like her fourth album she released the album then she did like a deluxe album and then she did like an extended play album and then she's like here's another deluxe album oh, with geez. even more and i'm like this it's it started off as like maybe a 45 minute album and now it's like an hour and a half yeah it is it's, i mean what i love is it, it. i'll listen to it but... zeitgeist edition of the yeah. architect jeez yeah. calm down yeah so this one it has like as i said it has an extended edition or it has like a, a special edition deluxe whatever you want to call it okay. but it's 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 only an hour long so it's okay okay that's okay i will i will stop after the 15th song of changing yeah i believe that's the last one okay if i am right i believe that's the last one or if you're right okay yeah well that's good because i actually you've played me a couple of her tracks and i have i have enjoyed each one of them so I love her voice very much. And we'll talk a little bit more when we get into the album. So, yeah. Do you want to know what I'm giving you? So what what am I subjected to? (laughs) Yeah, what do I have to listen to? I've been kind of going back and forth as to what your next album was going to be. And I had an album picked out, but as I was listening to it, I don't know. The the group... um, is one that a lot of my fans want me to talk about, but I have a hard time talking about it because when I got into them, it was at a very dark time. So they hurt you. So (laughs) I I wouldn't say they hurt me. It's just, I was hurt during that time and they were there for me. So now whenever I listen to them, I'm brought back to that back to that time and I don't like it. Um, you gotta have positive moments. You you can have a positive memory of me destroying it and be like, "What is this shit?" I'm very tempted to switch my mind, but I'm going to stay the course. Okay. Um, because it has recently snowed uh, where I'm living now. Oh yeah, yeah. I had that yesterday morning, and it's flurrying today. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. it's very. It's almost like a very fine dusting here, and it's slowly melting away. Um. But whenever the first couple of snows come, this is like the album that I like listening to. Uh, it is a newer release. So. I was going to be like, is it a Christmas album, Michael? No, no, <laughs> no. This one is an album that came out in 2018. And it's one that I'm actually really excited for you to hear, mainly just for your opinion about it. Because it is, it's, it's a weird band. The band is called Deaf Haven. Sure. Okay. Uh, I figured that meant nothing for you. <laughs> nothing. Okay. No idea who they are. They got really, really big with their second album back in 2013 of Sunbather. Uh, they had one album before that. It was fine. Um, a lot of people think that their third album of uh, New Bermuda, I think that's how you pronounce it, New Bermuda, is their best. It's So they came onto the scene early 2010s with this style of death metal so oh. i'm getting you to listen to death metal <laughs> this isn't progressive this is not what i agree to. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing that puts them um aside from a lot of other death metal acts um you know the band like explosions in the sky <laughs> no really you don't know no. explosions in the sky why, why would i know them because i think i Put them on a couple compilations for you? I don't know. But anyway. It was high school. Yeah. Do you know, like, the style of music, like, shoegaze? Um, it was in and around the time of, like, grunge, but, like, they use that same kind of raw energy, but less intense. So there was a lot of, like, electrical guitars okay. um, kind of playing the same feel of music of like the new wave like the smiths uh spoons um very mellow very melodramatic very atmospheric but using yeah but very (laughs) using no not flock of seagulls 
not flock because they're new wave so. they're new wave yeah uh this is kind of um new not new age but very mellow uh using just interlays of electric guitars okay so kind of think of like it's it's again it's really hard to explain a music style with very little touchstones um yeah. so they use like this very atmospheric approach of like this shoegaze that was very mellow very um atmospheric strictly using electric guitars mm-hmm. they'll use long stretches of that but then out of nowhere they'll just start screaming their balls off oh okay so this is, this is fun to look forward to <laughs> it's a very interesting presentation and I had known about them, but I never really got into them until their 2018 release of Ordinary Corrupt Human Love, which is the album that I'm getting you to listen to. Great. (laughs) And I really am excited for you to listen to it. And I'm really, I'm more excited to hear your opinion about this album. Oh my. Based on, because it's not like regular, like death metal screams. It's more of like high pitched yelling. They almost oh, call it like boy. Goblin. Oh, joy. But it's very lost in the music. So it's like the main person that you want to pay attention to are like the guitars and the vocal work of George Clark is much more in the background as almost like its own musical instrument. Okay. So I'm pretty <laughs> okay. excited to, to hear your opinion about this one. Okay, this is gonna oh. be a this is gonna be a ride. Yeah, yeah, because I'm just like ah, oh, I wanna I wanna, you know, I wanna test her. Well, not test her, but I wanna give <laughs> I wanna give her a challenge, right? Oh lordy! I wanna give her something fun. I wanna give her some good death metal. But where do I wanna go to? Well, maybe Death Haven is a good entry point for this because it's not as potent as a lot okay. of death metal. Sure. There's a lot of stretches of mellow uh, tangibility that I particularly love about this group. Yeah, I guess this is what I have to listen to, huh? (laughs) Well, count yourself lucky because my original band was Vandergraaf Generator. At least I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, They're a band that for their first couple of albums um, and the album I was planning to give you they don't use any guitars all of their instruments are either on an organ or a saxophone i would a hundred percent rather listen to <laughs> well, too bad you're listening to death haven oh man okay uh, Jeez. okay I guess, right. I guess that's what i'm listening to and i guess that's what you're listening to. yeah so enjoy death haven thank you um and i will enjoy paloma faith such a lovely name and singer and not angry. <laughs> well, these guys aren't necessarily all that angry. There's a lot of pockets of joy in this album. <laughs> pockets of joy. Okay. Yeah, there's pockets of joy in this album. Okay. I'll yeah. take your word for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So off we go to listen to albums. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in about an hour. Yeah, see ya. Welcome to the ad break, everybody. I hope you guys are enjoying your time here with Stephanie and I. I know we have. We like to get off topic quite a bit in the second half, so strap yourselves in for quite a bit of meandering. As always, I want to take an opportunity just to thank some of my patrons. And first off, I really want to thank Fabian Lilo for his contributions, as well as a long-term individual of David Hemulin. Uh, both Fabian and David have been donated and helped me out. And if you want to be cool like these tool cats, please consider joining my Patreon. It's Patreon slash Notes Reviews. Also check out my YouTube channel. I've been uploading musical reviews for quite a while, so head on over there and take a look. Anyway, that's all I've really got to say. I hope everybody's doing well and everybody's ramping up for the holiday season and everybody's kind of wearing their funky sweaters. That's all I got. Uh, Without further ado, let's dive right back into the podcast. Uh, 
dive in i'm i'm very excited to hear your thoughts about and we were actually talking about this before you listen to it uh deaf heaven yeah i keep keep calling it deaf haven but it's deaf heaven yeah as in like deaf with a hearing impairment you can't hear heaven Heaven. not death as in like dying which (laughs) is what i thought it was you were looking for it she's like where is it i can't find it yeah f not th yeah so what what did you think i'm i'm really excited to hear what you thought about this um it's it's a complicated emotion i have to this album because on one hand i want to say i really enjoyed it yeah but on the other hand i'm like why does he have to sing on it Mm-hmm. like you know like mm-hmm. the the music itself was beautiful yeah. and i'm like i could definitely see this in like dream sequences and movies or like if i feel really melancholy i could listen to this but like the singing just it distract like it didn't distract me it was more like what's that annoying buzzing in the back of this song uh-huh. kind of like Kind of like a Charlie Brown adult. <laughs> yeah. Or like you're you're enjoying it and then you just kind of hear something and it makes no sense because one, the volume for his vocals was so low. Yep. You could barely understand what he was saying. And two, like is like, yeah, you mentioned it was like goblin singing. It a hundred percent sounds like some random troll living under a bridge whispering to you <laughs> these lyrics that you're like it's almost like a trap where it's like he's singing the songs to you and you're mm-hmm. like i don't understand so you get closer and closer and then he consumes you yep but yeah <laughs> so uh, that really, oddly makes a lot of sense like that's, that's a really oddly, you know oddly that's very accurate a description for his for the song but yeah. like if the if they added to it in a sense to make it more like the music itself was very dreamlike yeah but like the 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 vocals really added a whole other almost like a threatening dream level to it like ominous Mm -hmm. because if you did like when they didn't have his vocals and it was just the, the instruments i'm like i'm not a big instrumental fan at mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. but like i could see myself listening to these like in the background or whatever but it's the the vocals that i'm just like huh i don't enjoy that bit like i think the one song that i enjoyed the most yep. i don't even think the lead vocalist was actually singing on it it was like what night people yeah the sixth track the sixth, it was lovely. I'm like, obviously, I tried to find out what all the lyrics, like, when I first started listening to the first song, I'm like, I'm going to pull up these lyrics so I can actually understand. Half of them, it's like weird poetry. It is, yeah. It, it's, 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 a, it's poetry, period. Like, But it's just... I always found whenever I read the lyrics, it matches very well the music that's going on because it's very dreamy. It's very ethereal. It's very poetic. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's being sung by goblins. Yeah. Like I could, a dream sequence in the movie Labyrinth. This is what this is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I could, like I always pictured um, uh, Legend. Uh, yeah. the Ridley oh, Scott the Tom film Cruise. with Tom baby Cruise, Tom Cruise, <laughs> baby Cruise, um, <laughs> especially when there's a lot of different, I mean, they had to overdub half of the fairy people and goblins. Like that's who I always feel like yeah. was singing this, especially in those dream esque moments. Yeah. 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 It, it is. It's, it's like a, it's a nice, it's a nice album. And I could listen to this again because mm-hmm. the vocals weren't like in your face blaring. Yeah. But at the same time, I would enjoy it without the lyrics more. 
I understand where you're coming from in that sense. Like, I know for me, it took me a long time to get used to any kind of growl, screaming type of singing styles. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had an album like this to help ease me into it because it is like we were mentioning at the beginning of the episode, it's kind of exposure therapy. Like the more you listen to it, the more you can kind of stomach it until it actually becomes part of the music that you enjoy. I like the fact that it isn't drowning out any other part of the song and that it's actually more of a sideline character. Yeah. It does match some of the heavier points in the songs like when there's a lot of that double kick bass drum that's going on i feel like it really matches the style in that sense but when it gets into those more dreamy aspects of the songs that i love like that's my favorite parts of these songs yeah that's where i'm not like i'm kind of on your side of the fence on this one i'm not a big fan of the screaming styles but i also love a good scream when it's needed and mm-hmm. this is one of those rare exceptions where it is needed in my mind for the style of music that they're trying to orchestrate in those heavier aspects. And it's kind of a strange commodity in that sense because like, yeah, I I don't know if it's needed because like the sixth th- song, there's mm-hmm. no like, I mean, in the, in the background, you can kind of hear it, but yeah. the prevalent, the prevalent vocals, like, you didn't need the creepy growly thing in the background. You could have had like, I don't know how, I was going to say, I don't know how instruments work, but, <laughs> but I'm sure you could have found like some instrument, like a distorted guitar or something That's that true. just kind of gave you that kind of ominous sounding. That's true. Although I sound. would, I would counter that with, I love the fact that all the guitars are for the most part, pretty clean. Like there's not that big chugginess. There's not that big over distortion of mm-hmm. guitars. They're all very clean in their presentation. Like every once in a while you will have a good chug, but it's not, again, it's not the focal point. It's not like a lot of those other big death metal bands where that's all you get yeah. here. It's very, very sporadic. And in fact, what I will listen to over and over and over again is about the halfway mark of the second track of Honeycomb. Mm-hmm. right into uh canary yellow the third track they cu- they really flowed together oh like, I, I almost didn't know they were two different songs until i like actually looked up what was on. <laughs> yeah i can listen to those two tracks like again from the midway point of honeycomb when it slows down all the way through to canary yellow it's it might be like it, it, it is it is a perfect sequence of music it's the most dreamlike it's the most ethereal it's the most hypnotic um until we get to that one of the more heavier points near the end of canary yellow which gets heavy again and Mm -hmm. a little bit more brutal and i love how the play out is a more energetic version of the smaller moments that we had within canary yellow yeah i can see that yeah like I, yeah, like the whole album was, if I had to give this out of five stars Mm -hmm. and like five is best thing ever, one is what the F. Yeah. So if three's like, like, three's like, I, I liked it. It would be like a two and a half where it's like, it was okay, but I didn't like it enough to say I liked it. But if there was no like half, half stars, I would give it a three. See, I'm, I would, I usually give it like a 4.5 mm-hmm. 
I do okay. recognize that it's not a perfect album. In fact, the last track of what is it, uh, Worthless Animal? Yeah. I feel like they stole Radiohead's um, Big Boots. It was a B-side song off of OK Computer that didn't get released until a couple of years ago. It's the same kind of guitar signature and guitar sound. And for me, it drew me out of the song because I'm like, oh, that's Big Boots by Radiohead or Man of War. See, I I, I don't know. <laughs> but if you didn't know that, right? If you didn't know that, it wouldn't have bothered you all that much. Like, I think out of this whole album, I think my two favorite songs mm-hmm. were Night People, because as I said, yep. not goblin singing um <laughs> yep. but then i actually really liked near i was gonna say yeah near is i don't kind know of the... i don't know if i was cold or i actually really liked the song but like my the hair on my arm stood up and i was like shivery oh. so i don't know again i don't know if i was cold yeah. or if it was just like a combination of like oh this is very like like dreamlike I, I love Near because it's the eye of the storm for me. It's the middle mm-hmm. track and it's the calm that we had after Canary Yellow yeah. and the calm just before we get into Glint, which is the heaviest track off of the album. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of figured Glint, you probably wouldn't have enjoyed it quite as much as <laughs> not, the others. Not really. Not it, is really. The, it is the most brutal. Um, yes. And even I'm not a big fan of Glint. That's one of the knockoffs for me. I feel like especially after such the momentum that we had with Canary Yellow and Near, I feel Glint is a little bit of a repetitiveness. I don't feel like there's anything really new that's being brought to the album. at Yeah, I think at around like that time when I was listening, I'm like, oh, I'm like, maybe I should play some solitaire. Like, you know, your mind does wander. Your mind does wander. Like the the first four songs, I'm like, I was Mm -hmm. actually paying attention well, as close as you can like yeah. i was paying attention i was trying to understand what the hell he was singing i actually had to look up the lyrics because failed completely but at around glint i'm like it sounds the same in yeah. a sense where it's just like yeah. i've heard this before um i don't care enough to look up the lyrics yeah and and after after near because it was again it was less growling i think the rest of the band or whatever was singing mm-hmm. so it wasn't goblin-esque <laughs> yes yes so it had that it had that nice kind of like sound to it and then all of a sudden the song's over and you're like you being yelled at again yeah and yeah it yeah. it was like a it was near was like a plateau and then glint just kind of like roller coastered you up again yeah I was really hoping for another really nice transition like we had from Honeycomb to Canary Yellow within the second half of the album Mm -hmm. because I do feel like the second half is the weaker half. Even though I love Worthless Animal and Night People, I was really hoping for that really nice one-two punch that we had from Honeycomb and Canary Yellow. I just never really felt it. Like if Glint had been reworked in some way, to include Night People as like a really nice transition. I think I would have enjoyed Glint more, but as a standalone track, Glint just kind of is, I don't know, the sore thumb for the album before we get into uh, before we get into Night People and then into yeah. Worthless Animal. Um, for me, I know the transition between Honeycomb and Yellow, Canary Yellow makes sense, mm. but like at the same time, I'm more used to songs ending and not transitioning, right? right? So it wasn't as big of a a shock to Mm -hmm, me, like my ears or whatever, to have it cut out, Mm -hmm. like from something that's like near to being glint, which is like complete opposites on the spectrum of like, yeah, softness. So for me, I'm like, this is standard. Um, Again, I mentioned before that 
I almost didn't notice that honeycomb transitioned. Yeah. And that makes a whole lot of sense to like you listening to Prague and stuff like where songs are just never ending. <laughs> and and yeah. it does sound like three individual songs. So for me, I'm like, okay, this is nice. But I do like to see endings uh-huh. in a sense because uh-huh. I'm just like, okay, this is how they end this song. Let's see what's next. Yeah. So it's a, it's like a different perspective, obviously, because you like the whole never ending songs. Yeah. And I'm very much the person that like, okay, next, let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Let's cut it short, guys. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You're long if you're four minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it, as I said, in general, really liked the instrumental. Mm-hmm. Could have done without the singing. But I think, but I could definitely see somebody curling up, listening to this album on like a dreary winter day and Mm -hmm. just being like, I'm sad. Let's have some cocoa and like, listen to like this, like dreamlike song in the background. Yeah. And like I said, this always reminds me of like the first couple of snowfalls. So that's usually me. I'm like snuggled up in a nice blanket. I've got some hot cocoa. I've put this on my record player and I just like watch as the weather outside is miserable. Yeah, like I could actually see myself re-listening to this in um not like all like, ooh, this is what I want to listen to right now. But it was just like <laughs> if for some odd strange reason I added this to my Spotify list. And it came on, I would not skip it. Oh. <laughs> and just like I would actually listen to the music again. Oh, I'm gonna take yeah. that as an absolute That's win. like a gold star for that me. That is a gold star. Yeah. So this 2.5 stars is like a <laughs> you tried and you kind of sort of succeeded. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, I could I could probably bump it up to a three. Okay. But it was, okay. It was very much is it was very much the vocals that kind yeah. of like drew me out of it more than right. anything. But now let me ask you this. If you listen to this a little bit more, would you ever get used to it? And then not maybe enjoy it, but at least not- Oh yeah, I would, like I would definitely get used to it. But the thing is, when I listen to music, I do not want to have to work to yes. listen to what they're singing. Yes, so uh, we like, have covered this before, yes. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to have to like sit there in silence and kind of be like, wait, did he say this? Did, what, what did that mean? And then again, look up the lyrics to figure out what it is. Usually yeah, you I don't want to have to listen to it five times to start no. liking it. No, usually I look at the lyrics so I can like yell them in my car so I can get the words right. But this right. is not that kind of song. What, you don't, you you can't picture yourself yelling along to the songs mm, in this? No, I don't think so. Oh. I don't think, I don't think that's, that's going to be in my repertoire of driving oh, music. Boy. Well, not with that <laughs> attitude. Jeez. But you know, yeah, calm, okay. wintry. Yeah, calm definitely. Wintry. I can see that. Okay, okay, okay. Well, there is my review of that album. (laughs) I mean, I think that's all good. I think it's all good things. You liked it more than I thought you were going to, which I think is just great. Yeah, well, I I figured you would like this more than any other death metal that I could have given you. Like, I think this was a very good entry point without finding a band that was death metal that doesn't play death metal. Like, there are a few Opeth albums that aren't, death metal but i feel like to introduce you to death metal i think this was a good entry point yeah i think this if if you had to introduce anybody to death metal like this i feel like this would be the best stepping stone because if you knew people who liked dream pop or whatever you'd be like here's kind of a gateway drug to Mm -hmm. (laughs) to death metal but at the same time it's like it still has your type of aesthetic that you like listening to yeah and I feel like that this type of music, it's something that anybody can listen to without being greatly offended of what yes. are you making me do. Yeah. And a lot of death metal fans say, oh, Death Heaven isn't a death metal band. But I'm like, they have death metal qualities about them that yeah. the layman, the person on the street could listen to and see this is what it's all about. And the whole genre thing it's more of a template and it's it not is. like because it's like you have I can't even think of any band right now but I'm like 
you have some bands that are like, oh yeah, we're a punk rock band. I'm like, yeah, but you also sound like, mm-hmm. you know, like a pop band, but you yeah. also sound like this. And like, oh, remember that one song you did? So it's it, it, it's not like a rigid rule of it has to, the lyrics need to sound like this. You need to have this type of guitar melody. You need to have this mm-hmm. angry sounding, whatever. It could be anything. Like this is very much a death metal slash green pop band yeah but like it's you can have any combination of anything like oh yeah take genesis for example genesis (laughs) my favorite band if if you look at at their whole discography they change from like pop sorry no progressive to like good old 80s like (laughs) phil collins pop back to like phil collins see ya to back to like progressive kind of sounds right But if you were to like pick, you can't pick a genre for that. You can be like, they're technically a progressive rock band who just dabbled in pop, but <laughs> yep. like that's what they did. Like that's what they did. Yeah. You can't. I think everybody in the eighties dabbled in pop. Oh yeah, yeah. I was having a conversation <laughs> yeah. with a friend that said um, there was only two bands from like the progressive rock genre yeah. from the 70s that didn't uh one was king crimson because they just went mm-hmm. completely math rock jazz and the other one but they still changed they still they changed still changed they still changed yeah but that was always their thing like every album sounded completely different yeah um and the other one was rush but rush went synthwave yeah but again that is synthwave but they still is changed very, it's very 80s sounding yeah. anyways oh yeah like I mean, come on, owner of a lonely heart, but yes, was like. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I I'm, mean, like, I'm like, oh yeah, I love yes, I like that I love one song. Yes. <laughs> owner of a lonely heart. I'm like, oh. I know, no. like that hurt you internally. Yeah. Didn't it? I mean, off of I, I did like way back, and I'm not a big fan of my my work on that, but I did a video series called Fallen from Grace where oh, yeah. I looked at the album that uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart came off of, uh, 90125 or something like that. Yeah. Um, Owner of a Lonely Heart is one of two songs I can stomach on that album. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. When that song comes on the radio, I'm like, yeah, yeah. this song, I love it. And I it, sing along to it. It is fun. Like, I love yeah. the overproduction side of things, of it being like, but yeah the thing is it's it's what was popular at that time that's what happens it's like the nice thing about today's society is that i mean there is pop music but it's not it's like pop as in it's a genre it's not pop as in popular yeah yeah where like in the 60s everything was very psychedelic and that was the popular music in the 70s it was like disco popular music 80s mm-hmm. new wave and yeah. 90s it's boy bands boy but- <laughs> and grunge, and grunge. And grunge. Yeah. but the thing is it's like there's a difference between like pop like i guess you can kind of call it bubblegum pop yeah. but like pop music that is popular today yeah and music that is was considered popular or pop music but mm-hmm. completely would not fit into that category today. Yeah, it's a little bit of a melting pot in that sense yeah. because like whatever's popular is what people are listening to and that's generally yeah. what's being more produced. And yeah. we've kind of grazed that. We've uh, gotten rid of that this is what's popular and now it's just whatever anybody wants to play. Pretty much, yeah. Because Which... like there's no real sound of like the 2010s because of that, no. which in one hand it's, I don't know if it's a bad thing because like there was obviously a sound of the 2000s. There was a sound of the eighties, the nineties, the sixties, the seventies, but there wasn't really a sound of the 2010s because. I'm sure if we're looking back at it in even like 20 years, will notice a trend there yeah there's going to be a trend but but there wasn't like you know how in like the the 2000s there was like trap music and there was like specific early 2000s late 90s it was like all like european like venga bus (laughs) (laughs) or alternative (laughs) angsty Oh yeah, you can tell which spectrum of music we listen to. Right? But like you also had like the new metal, right? So like they were popular enough to have a sub 
genre, yeah. like a, a, a nomenclature, like a, a word mm -hmm. to describe the type of music that was popular at the time. We don't really have that. Not anymore. I feel like, you know, like I'm trying to like, if you think. think of like popular bands in any mm. genre, uh, decade before us you can pick and be like here are what is considered popular yeah. you had like bto you had ccr you had like the beatles you had whatever band you're thinking about but you're like oh yes this band was popular at that time yeah nowadays and, and the thing is everybody listened to it or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the, uh, the or at least everybody knew of it new now you can like give me like an artist name that if they're not like ariana grande or taylor swift half the time i'm like who are these people yeah unless they're like but, super yeah. superstars yeah unless you know? like like exactly harry styles and somebody yeah, who's like you might so not even weird. like their music but you they are so prevalent in social media and the media in general yeah. that that's how you know them it's it's so weird it's almost like and i know i'm taking this way too much for a walk but it's almost like the the I know it's like the economic divide between the super rich and the regular man, right? Like those, and I know it's weird, but like those artists that everybody knows about are just so well known, like mm -hmm. Harry Styles, like Taylor yeah. Swift, like Drake. They're so much more popular in terms of like record sales versus all the other bands that are out there. There's a hell of a lot more bands now. Yeah. That they even probably sound similar to like the people that are popular. It's yeah. just they get lost in the white yeah. noise of it all. Yeah, it's it's like the redistribution of wealth, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like this whole thing. Anyway, we've gotten really off topic. <laughs> technically, this is still part of the whole genres don't technically it's true. exist. It's true. So it's we'll true. wrap yeah. that up and yeah. Yeah. put a pin in it. Yeah. And we can we can pivot. We can transition because actually this is a great transition into Pamela Pamela Faith Pamela Paloma Paloma. I always called it, it Paloma. Okay. It it means dove. Dove. <laughs> All right. Paloma Faith. Yeah. Uh, a perfect contradiction. And actually, going towards your genre discussion, this was something that like this album on the one hand is very all over the map. Yes. And I did grow to appreciate that in that I was kind of almost putting the decade of what the sound reminded me of, of each song. Okay. Like I found like mouth to mouth sounded very early 2000s, like with yeah. a little bit of the sounds that they were using. Uh, Take Me felt like a late 70s with like big horns, the guitar style that we have, like the very fast guitar, like, yep. a, da -na -na -na, uh, like almost like a Jackson 5. Style. yeah like a disco yeah like a disco yeah <laughs> only love can hurt like this is like very early 60s late 50s like i'm feeling kind of like the greasers kind of yeah or, like motowny like motown thing, yeah. like i was thinking of like over at frankenstein's castle from rocky horror <laughs> the good connection was, there <laughs> that was what i was feeling like yeah there's a lie right? yeah like this <laughs> album genre wise is very all over the place but it works it is. i i find works really well together it does. because she sounds her voice works for it it does it works for every single different genre yeah. that we have like even impossible heart which is one of my favorite tracks off of the album okay was very like house and dance music from like the 90s yeah. like almost like yep. euro influence like the eurovision yep. um very very fun but then you have trouble in my baby which is very like um swing sounding big bandy right big yeah. bandy uh almost like the 60s go-go kind yeah. of influence so like i love how this album's all over the map but yet her voice never feels out of place no she has like a very a very raspy kind of voice and mm -hmm. you have to take into con like you have to realize when she first became popular like her first album dropped in like 2009 but yeah. you know who else was popular in that time amy winehouse yeah. duffy adele and they're all british but at the same point it was very old timey mm -hmm. kind of sounding and her voice worked perfectly with that right yeah almost like the is it the crooners that i'm thinking of like the there's a name for it and i want to say it's the crooners. i can't i can't remember but it's yeah. it's it like i feel like they all had like the aesthetic of like a 1960s with their beehives and their yeah. like 
that kind of style. Yeah, and a just... little a little bit on the raspy side, but yeah. never getting fully into it. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. Like I mentioned, I loved a lot of the different songs on here. My favorite one is probably uh love only leaves you lonely i love that song so much like i will blast it yeah, <laughs> like... yeah. i ain't got nobody I love, and I, I wrote like a full page of notes on this one. Oh. <laughs> um, like I just, and I'm just going to read them off. Uh, Go for it. Yeah. I love how layered the track is, but it's, it's subdued while also feeling very intimate. Um, yeah, I can see that. It feels like an early 2000s love ballad from like, um, stop playing games with heart, <laughs> but with like a jolt of adrenaline push through it because it's yeah. so powerful it's so yeah I find energetic. that song it's like as you said it's a very powerful because it's almost as if she's like going way in depth in this but she's mm -hmm. like almost ripping like the vocals and her feelings out while she's singing yeah that's what it feels like to me like she's like I have so many emotions I need to sing this to you and that's what yeah. that song sounds like to me yeah it's it's an outpour of emotion um, yeah and that's probably my favorite track the other tracks that i like i already mentioned uh impossible heart uh yeah. again so much fun i actually found myself because i was doing some things uh kind of dancing around to it yeah so kind of doing a shimmy shammy um the other one uh was ready for the good life that's a good song <laughs> uh, i i love the chorus and i just wish that the verses were just as infectious and fun but the chorus more than makes up for it. Like I love the yeah. chorus work of that. Um, the other one that I liked was actually the next song. Although it, I felt like it had to work to earn what it was doing. Cause I said, it got me in the end. I didn't feel it at the very beginning, but it won me over by the end of this track. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not my favorite. Like my favorite songs are, are yeah like as you said love um love only leaves you lonely and i like um taste my own tears yep 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 because there's some lyrics in that song that i just really like and the thing i like about this is that probably like 90 percent of all these songs she wrote herself mm. which and i know she produced some of it so it, yeah. like, it's like she actually knows what she's doing she can actually write songs that convey so much emotion and mm -hmm. then turn it around and basically have songs like i don't know just like completely different songs that have like a that are almost like a 180 of the emotion you just listened to yeah yeah and i mean a lot of people can take somebody else's work and make it their own yeah. but you can tell that most of these songs are coming from a very genuine personal part of her yeah that she is pouring out onto the page yeah, like the one, I, I I wasn't a big fan of the music, but what I did like was a lot of the lyrics was the bigger you love, the harder you fall. Yeah, like it's, I don't, I, I like the song because I've been listening to this album since it was released in like 2014. Mm -hmm. So it's songs that I didn't even like, okay, it's okay. Still like, you know, I would listen to it and I got used to listening to it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like- when you love an album, those songs that are just kind of meh will eventually grow on you because you just listen to them so 100%, much. hundred percent. Like I am very much a person that will save all these songs on my Spotify, but I'll shuffle everything. Ah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But these albums, I will, if a song comes on, I will stop what I'm doing and start off at the beginning of the album and listen to it straight. Like every album that she has, I am more likely to listen to as a complete album than just random singles that I decided to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And because that's, it, yeah. it just, I love her voice. I love the feelings of most of the albums that she has. And this one, I decided to have this one for you because mm -hmm. it has such a different, a lot of the songs aren't the same. They're very different in like sound wise. They're, mm -hmm. they're uh, pace and stuff like that yeah so it at least gives you 
gives you like kind of like a scattering of her <laughs> yeah like even even though all these songs sound very different and even from different times yeah. there's still kind of an overarching theme there's still like a unifying thread through them all so it still yeah. sounds like a comprehensive album yeah yeah i also so the bigger you love i actually yeah. wrote down Ooh, love the cheesy key change at the end I was glad that they threw that you, in there. What do you mean by that? <laughs> you know, you know how when a song right near the end decides to just kind of give you that little bit of like a fondue platter by just fondue a fondue platter. It's just, just dunked in cheese. It's just dunked in, just cheese. dunked in cheese. Yeah, by just doing exactly what you guys have been doing, but just putting it up an octave, just just going up one key, you know. Yeah, you had to like emphasize things. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta emphasize things. Yeah. Oh, boy. The final track of Changing was a good way to end it. Uh, I love the, the Western vibe that was on it. Um, yeah. See, the thing with Changing, it was yeah. not originally, at, it was not part of this album. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Changing was not part of this album, but then she, in she's very big on like, being vocalists for other people or mm -hmm. like she'll do advertisements and stuff like that mm -hmm. this song i believe was an advertisement i don't know what for or mm. if even if it wasn't an ad advertisement it was a song that somebody asked her to sing vocals on and it became a really big hit so oh. when she re-released this album she added it okay because i was going to say leave while i'm not looking does feel like a very good closing piece yep um, because of the way that it ends. That being said, Changing still does a really good job of closing the it album. Does. Uh, I even put it has like an Orville Peck feel to it because i've been listening to a lot of him <laughs> since the last episode uh because my friend alicia had me listen to his album and i actually loved it like more That's than i really good. should um, yeah i keep on i i see him around and i see his voice his like name mentioned and i'm like i should really listen to that yeah but it's funny yeah, that you say like, oh yeah, I see him around. He's just like walking by. He's just like, he's at work. Yeah, he's, he's like, like oh, here's Stephanie. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, me and him are close. So I just never listen to it. Fancy um, seeing you here. Have you checked out my album yet? Nope. Not right, yet. I'll see sorry. you next week. <laughs> but no, you know what I mean. Yeah. But um, but yeah, this album, this the last changing was very much an add-on, but okay. it kind of is like it's almost like an encore. I find like to this. Okay. Album. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, the song, the album proper is done, but there's still yeah. a nice little. Snack but like, like as I said, she keeps like she's released like how many bloody oh, yeah. like because the original album was eleven songs long and it ended oh. with it's the not knowing. Then she ended up the deluxe thing, and then she the deluxe or like the outsiders edition or whatever. Then she added like what five more four more songs yeah because i was even going to say like love only leaves you lonely i felt was such a good ending yeah that the rest of the tracks and that's why i mentioned like by the time we got to uh leave while you're not looking i felt like they really had to work to get my attention back and it, it did yeah. it worked but like i did feel like you know love only leaves you lonely and then followed up by it's the not knowing are good knowing, yeah. closing pieces yeah. and the rest just kind of felt tacked on so that actually makes a lot of sense i feel like a lot of the time she's just like oh i made this album i released it oh shit i have some other songs that i really want to record or release the singles they're doing really well let's i mean this is a horrible thing to, but like let's make my fans buy another album <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's a great marketing ploy yeah. it's a great way to get people to buy the same thing over and over again yep you know. And I, she's not the only one that does it. Like oh, a God, lot no. of bands do it. Heck, uh, King Crimson keeps releasing the same album over and over and over again <laughs> in different box sets. So <laughs> well, I think you need to have the different box sets. It's Jeez. like it's like it's like me buying 
the Harry Potters in like mm-hmm. the Hufflepuff color because I own them in the in the regular hardcover. Yep. I have them in the illustrated versions, but yep. like maybe I need another version of that. And then I also do that to Jane Austen books. I'm like, ah, yep. that book's pretty. <laughs> like I don't need multiple copies of anything. What do you mean? Don't you have like 12 versions of Sense and Sensibility? I have, if Jane Austen wrote six books, not including her like seventh one that was never finished. She wrote six books. I own about 30 of them. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need that many books, but they're so beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people with albums think. They're like, I added this song. It's beautiful. People are going to want it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, and they're like, I might get more money for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, heck, um, Transatlantic is uh, releasing an album next year and they're releasing it in three different versions. So they've got yeah. the, yeah, they've got the extended version. They have the yeah. abridged version and then they have the ultimate version. But like, hasn't Taylor Swift done that too? Like she released her Lovers album. She did something four yeah, times. With, with Lovers, there were four versions of the album. The There was the album proper. Yeah. And then you had four uh, bonus tracks and each version of the album came out with different bonus tracks. Yeah. But I think the bonus tracks were just kind of like the writing process. Uh, okay. Rather but than that's actual the songs. Thing. But yeah, it's it's people, making people buy the same album yeah, more than people once. People who know, people who are like my fans love my music so much that they are stupidly going to go. I mean, I, people do it. They're yeah. going to go and they're going to buy the other album because it's like, I don't want to miss out yeah. on what this artist is offering me. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost broke down and bought, cause I have the first uh, edition of the Taylor Swift deluxe lover album. Yeah. I almost bought the other three. Cause I'm like, I need those other three because exactly. it comes you with a different notebook. You and don't. The, the different <laughs> notebooks have different things written in them and I got to have them. Yeah. I find like that's very, that's a, I feel like maybe you're more likely to find that in like, pop music like you popular are. music yeah and, well, I don't especially think... especially with uh j-pop and k-pop yeah like their their packaging is beyond belief like i would almost buy an album from a j-pop or a k-pop artist just on the packaging alone oh really yeah it's so intense but like they will release an album in three or four different versions i th- and the thing is i think the only way you'll be able to find that in like say classic progressive rock if that's a real thing is that if you because they were always lps and mm-hmm. it's either you got like the uk version yep. or the like the north american version that's yeah. kind of like and then maybe 20 years later when cds come out you'll maybe get like oh here were some like two songs that we recorded that day but we never made that's, it onto the album that's exactly what has happened yeah yeah but I, it's, it's, it's such a weird phenomenon. Like, mm-hmm. put it on a new album. <laughs> like, put it on a new album. Just, I don't yeah. need to buy the out, same out thing. with the times. old, in with the new. <laughs> but I think we're, people are just a creature of habit. They're like, I want to own the thing that they're putting out because you have such a connection to the artist, I think, sometimes. Yeah. And I, I think that our generation, like the, the millennials, are the last generation to really have this this romanticizing of owning an album you know yeah because the generations that came after us grew up with streaming services yes they did so there's not the same kind of ownership of an album they're just like oh, i can find it online why would i need the physical copy well yeah because it was like what around college probably where mm-hmm. apple music came out yep and at that point you took all your cds yeah, yeah, str- yeah, burnt them onto your yeah, your computer, and then you listen to them and onto your computer, yeah. and then you kind of like now, like to this day, I still have like a whole stack of CDs. I'm like, I don't even own a CD player. Yeah, no, it's true. Like I brought, I brought so many of my CDs up to my family cottage because that's the only place I have a CD player, and yeah. I'm bringing these stacks. And my girlfriend's like, "Don't you want to keep these at the apartment? Like, don't you want to listen to them?" And I'm like. Yeah, but where am I going to listen to them? Yeah, I don't have a CD player. Like the only the only CDs that I now have in my collection here where I live are ones with either a concert or a DVD. Yeah. Cuz I have a DVD player so I can watch watch the bonus features. Yeah, it, yeah. it's such a weird concept that 
I mean, to, to this day, I still like, oh, maybe I should. I'd rather like buy a movie than like mm-hmm. stream it. I'd rather. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten really big on the whole streaming music. I don't even like look at CDs anymore. And I'm yeah. not a, I'm not an LP buyer. So I'm not an album buyer because I'm like, that's too much work. I listen to like, imagine me, imagine me like with a record player. I'm like, I'm going to listen to this one song. And now I need to find the next <laughs> song I want to listen to. How would you shuffle them? Just put all the LPs, shuffle them up and then be yeah, like, Yeah, or it's right, like, I just, have, just have like a, a bowl with the name of a, yeah, I'd have to like yeah. pull out the hat. Like, cause that's how I listen to music. It's a yeah. shuffle. Yeah. And it's pretty much been ever since Apple Music. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in what, 10 years, yeah. I've it's always been shuffled. So the idea of you sitting down and actually listening to a full album it's very very weird yeah but i uh, for this album like the paloma's face a perfect contradiction i will do that yeah i will do that for her so i just can understand just only for her <laughs> but i could feel, i can understand why some people are like i need to i need mm-hmm. to own the the physical, the physical copy yeah because to- for me how i listen to an album well m- music is through the album like mm-hmm. i don't shuffle um, yeah. and I'll make playlists if I feel like I want to listen to songs in a shuffled order, but even then I'll listen to the playlist in order of how I curate it. Um, <laughs> so even then it's not no. shuffled, no. but <laughs> which is why I have so many freaking LPs and records because that's yeah. the way that I like to listen to the music. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that boggles my mind. I mean, I would like, I would like to be able to like albums that much to be like, but I'm like, I don't want to listen to this shitty song that I don't like. I don't want to have to skip it. Can I just get songs that I enjoy? Hence why I like mostly singles yeah. and shuffling music as opposed uh, but, to listening to side Bs of things just but so now, I can get to like that one song. Now you do have a whole <laughs> album that you kind of like with Ordinary Human Love. So you can just listen to that over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. All right. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for coming probably, back on. Yeah, probably way more talking about things that had nothing to do with these albums. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. These were jumping off points for the bigger conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and just think like next time, maybe I'll make you listen to the uh, Vandergraaff generator. Oh, maybe. Or That'd maybe I'll fine. double down and give you some real good death metal. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. Oh, have to like, if you give me that, I'd have to think of like a really good album to like counteract that. Oh, like... there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, thanks, thanks for coming on board. Anything? Uh, anything you want to leave the listeners with this time? No, because I got nothing. All right. I mean, <laughs> like, I got nothing to like promote. Um, I got nothing. That's I mean, okay. I had a I had a great time hanging out with you. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in that case, just keep sharing music, everybody. Yeah. 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 Make your friends listen to things that you love and you know they'll hate. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Bye.